You're listening to the Jason Greger Show, presented by PlayAlberta.ca. Experience all the excitement of the casino on your desktop or mobile device at PlayAlberta.ca. Sign up and receive a $50 welcome bonus using the promo code CASINO50. Joins us, KK. How you doing? Good, Greg. It's good to be on. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, hey, no problem. Um, uh, hey, we got a. We do. We were touching on the Super Bowl, and you know, there's some prop bets going on, and lots of other things. Also, uh, KK, how you, you know, doing? you were celebrating uh, kind of the uh, culmination of the perfect season in uh, in fantasy football to uh, go wire to wire without a victory. Probably yeah. something that will never happen again. Um, I, I saw you had pictures with the trophy. Is a pretty big moment. Well, you're you're very familiar with that trophy, though, aren't you? Uh, only once, though. Only once. Yeah. yeah but no, but by the way, I didn't. I, I won like eight games that year. <laughs> okay. uh, yes, I was 0 19. Very well documented. Very well documented on the uh, 1440 airwaves. But um, and I did. I did pound back a few of the eight required shots that I have. Yes. Have to do by well, it'll be next year's draft, so mm-hmm. I have a little bit of a head start there. Yeah, yeah no, that's good. Uh, why did you? Well, we'll get to the orders in a second, but uh, yeah, what yeah. stood out for you in the Super Bowl? You know, I thought it was a uh, missed opportunities for the Niners. I, as much as 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 well as Kansas City played, I think there was a lot of opportunities that the Niners are going to go. Man, we should have had more of a lead at halftime for one thing, ten mm-hmm. three at halftime. So they could have had a bit more of a cushion at that point. Then they got away from running the ball at the start of the second half, which didn't make a lot of sense. But um, for me, I think just the, Pat Mahomes. It's just Patrick Mahomes being one of the best quarterbacks in NFL history, and he just finds a way to win. And you know, he had a couple of big runs, and you know, to led to keeping drives alive, and that led to getting getting uh, the the Chiefs into field position for scoring. But uh, for me, it's just uh, I think that the greatness of Patrick Mahomes. That's kind of how I'll I'll look at that one in in a nutshell. Yeah, he you know he made the plays when it mattered. There's no question about it, and he he didn't make any like I know he threw the one pick in the in the third quarter. I think that's like his first interception in the last seven playoff games and you know kelsey comes up he, he was doing nothing in the uh, in the first half and then really kind of took over in, in the second half and i thought the chiefs defense to like in the nfl it is rare that a team goes three series of three and out consecutively mm-hmm. and that to me that was kind of the difference because then 49ers defense looked a little fatigued because they've been on the field too much and kyle shanahan again this is we talked about it this morning you know, he blew another 10-point lead, you know, and this is he did it as an OC when he was in Atlanta, and he blew it another one yesterday with a chance to win a Super Bowl. And he has really come under the gun, I think, today. A lot of critics really not too happy with a lot of his decision-making. And I, I think he could be on the hot seat in San Fran. I wouldn't be surprised if something happens there. Hmm. Interesting. Uh, to the orders, uh, we are going to see uh, some uh, a lineup change. Sam Gagne will return to the lineup. Uh, Matthias Janmark, who doesn't have a goal in 27 games, will uh, come out. Uh, Ryan McLeod is going to take his spot. He'll move up and uh, kill penalties with with Connor Brown. Uh, and they went back to their deep airs, Nurse and Cece, Echo and Bouchard, uh, Deharnay, and uh, and Kulak. And and right now the orders. It's strange to say that. They just they need more consistent scoring. Like they just gotta finish. They create lots. They just can't finish. I think that that comes with uh, ebbs and flows of the season. Uh, if the chances weren't getting weren't there, then there would be a concern. But if you look back to the LA game, just think if Corey Perry has that opportunity and and it's a it's a decent pad save by David Riddick. But 
Terry's got to elevate that more. He knows that. And you can see by the look on his face, the frustration. So I think it's a matter of if the chances aren't there, then it's more of a concern. But I agree with you in the sense that they have to be able to finish because the opportunities are there. So if you can convert on those chances, that's going to be key for success for the orders moving forward. The uh, Corey Perry dry saddle cane line was the best line of the weekend. Really wasn't close, uh, I don't think. And, you know, it's interesting. You know, Corey Perry and you know, Kane talked about just how, you know, he, he plays kind of a similar style. They, they were really good down low on the cycle mm-hmm. against both the Ducks and the, and the LA Kings. Well, the other thing, too, they're opening a little more room, I think, for Leon on that line. So Drysaddle has the ability to get into those those spaces where maybe if he's playing with someone else, like a, maybe a, a Fogel or something like that, it's not created as much as it is with two guys like that, as in Perry and Kane. We know that Perry's basically, you know, he's not as quick as he once was, but he can still get into those areas. I, I, I think he's, there's more for, from Perry in the sense that he can be even a little bit nastier in 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 the greasy areas, I and I think he'd agree with that too. So I, I think there's a little more for him to give, and once that happens, that could be just a dynamite JJ line. Yeah, well, it's you know it's it's a heavy line that's obviously a very skilled line. Uh, there's there's no question uh, about that, and um, I, uh, I I kind of I'm intrigued to see how long. I guess the question is though, like, do you think Corey Perry can be like the second line answer long term? I don't think it's a long term, but I mean, anytime you have the ability to have options. And I think, again, we talked about that this morning with the defense pairings and the ability that Chris Knobloch has with certain players moving in and out and up and down. It gives him options to decide exactly uh, what kind of look he can give a certain team on a, a certain night. So I don't think it's, it's a totally long term uh, um, option right now, but I think it, it gives him some time and gives him some looks that he might not have had otherwise, obviously, with if he, if he were not here. Yeah. Um, you look at, like, Sam Gagne, all he's done when he's in there has find a way to produce offense. There's, uh, there's, there's no doubt about that. And some would say it's probably long overdue that he gets in. But, you know, Matthias Janmark doesn't have a goal in 27 games. And, yeah, okay, he's a penalty killer. But at some point, you can't say that the, the buck 45 of penalty kill time is worth that much lack of offense. Basically, don't you think it was almost like a base of basically a coin flip to who was coming out, either Connor Brown or Matthias Janmark? You know, you could say you could give the argument for Brown coming out, you can give the argument for Janmark to come out. But I think again, Sam Gagne's got five goals in twenty-two games. He's got he, in limited, limited minutes, so he is creating some offense. He's had some luck on some goals, yes, but and and again, guys love him. He's he's one of the ultimate teammates on this team. Guys love him when he's in there. So, again, I, I look at this as a situation where he's been sitting for a long time. The, the team has only got one win in the last two games. So why not make a little bit of a change? And then it, it probably now it, it opens up. It'll open up Brown's eyes. Janmark's not going to stay out of the lineup for an extended period of time. It's opened up his eyes. So that's that's a key part too because sometimes there's complacency on fourth line players. Can't have that. And this is just a, a, a situation where Sam coming in maybe opens up some eyes, in particular Brown, in particular Yanmark. Yeah, well, even some other guys. Like you think about it, the orders in, in their last 12 games they only have nine skaters who have scored a goal five on five. Like Ryan Nugent Hopkins doesn't have a five on five goal in 12 games, and he's playing on your top line. 
right? Like Nugent Hopkins needs to get going here offensively. Like mm-hmm. he needs to, he needs to start finishing some plays. And I think another guy too that really starts need, needs to finish is, and even though he's been hurt, is Dylan Holloway. He he needs to find a way to take his game to another level here. Um, but I agree, uh, Nugent Hopkins has to get. Uh, it's funny it, when Nugent Hopkins was moving back and forth between Drysaddle's wing and Connor McDavid's wing. It seemed that that line, wherever he was, was having more success, and what for whatever reason it was. But I agree, Nugent Hopkins has to start contributing a lot more offensively, not just on the power play. D Bird, what do you think of um, what were your thoughts? I didn't catch it this morning on uh, the uh, the Greg Riley situation. <laughs> I was fine with everything. Um, to the extent of where I wish that he wouldn't have probably uh, the stick wouldn't have got up to the head, but I didn't have a problem with Ridley taking a slap shot. I had no problem with Riley going after him. Uh, if you kind of if you want to dance, you got to pay the fiddler kind of thing. But to st- I wish he would have just hammered him down low, something you know, just on the arm or whatever. And then he, he probably wouldn't even you know, we probably got a five minute penalty or something like that, and there would have been maybe a little mini brawl or something like that. But I had no problem with the whole thing, and for everyone to say that uh, that uh, Greg was, you know, not looking that it was coming at him, oh, he knew that it was coming. Hundred percent, yeah. So, and, and I mean, I, I was fine. I, I, that's just that's hockey. That's I, I, I'm kind of old school, you know that. So I, that happened lots of times where, and not to the extent where it was a, a, a open net slap shot, but you know, there's if you if you rile the other team up and you are showing some disrespect, you have to expect some uh, a repercussion that's what happened unfortunately for for the Leafs and for for Morgan Riley I mean he's going to be out a number of games now just because he wasn't smart how he went after him. Yeah, well, that what what he should have done is taken his stick over his head come down and tomahawk <laughs> chop slashed Greg on the arms because that's only gets you one game in the playoffs so might have got him yes. nothing in the regular season Right, like, mm-hmm. like the yeah. fact, like the the only thing I didn't like about it was the cross check placement, but also Greg went down like he shot, and um, so which is a rat play to move, and and, and he's a rat. I say that in complimentary mm-hmm. way. It's good to have a rat on your team, but yeah. I, I, I'm kind of flabbergasted that Riley's going to get as many, if not more, games than Brennan Gallagher uh, for contact to the head, and one, they're not even remotely the same. I think the difference is that it happened after the fact, like you know, that's. In, in that's in a play. This is at the end of a play, at the end of a game, in a five-three game. Kind of went after him, so that's the only thing there. But I mean, look at the look at the David Perron thing. You know, look what he got. So if that's the comparable here, yeah. But Perron yeah. also went after an innocent guy. Who didn't even know it was coming. He didn't do anything. <laughs> yeah, fair. Yeah, but he thought it was the guy. Yeah. Well, exactly. Yeah. He, uh, yeah. A uh, little, a uh, little, uh, not not the best. Uh, last yeah. one. Are you at all concerned about the Orders' offense? Or do you just think it's a matter of eventually the girls will start going in because they create enough? Yeah, I, I think it's just again you're going to have periods of time in the season where there are certain ebbs and flows where. Uh, you're just not scoring at the rate you would like. It's just the same thing defensively. Sometimes the the odd puck or two goes in more so than you'd like it. But uh, it's just at a certain time of the season, I think. And again, you're coming off 16 wins, and a lot of those games were, you know, two, three goals as well. So I think it's just a certain time of the season where, you know, depending on the opponent, who knows, you could see maybe three, four, five goals tomorrow, and everyone will go up just back to normal kind of thing. Well, well, Alex Lyon and the Red Wings—they come in pretty hot. So, uh, ten, yeah. two, and two in their last fourteen well. should be uh, should well, be a good they're one. Tied with the Leafs right now. Yep, yep, they are. D Bird, have a good one, my man. We'll chat with you again soon. 
All right, Greg. Talk to you soon. Thanks, man.